There are many ways to tell if a deal is good or bad, but in this episode, we'll focus on the projected returns of a deal. Now, of course, these are just projections and they're not guarantees, but we'll go over the four most common projections investors will look at and which ones you may weigh more heavily. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast, where our goal is to educate you about the ways to create passive wealth through real estate methods that do not require your time. I'm your host, Justin Moy with President's Club Investors. Let's get right to the show. The first metric is what most people think about when looking at real estate deals or investing, and that's your cash on cash return. Cash on cash is measured by how much rental income you get for the money you put in. If you put in $100,000 into a deal and after expenses, you get $5,000 to you in net rental income, your cash on cash return is 5%. The amount of cash return you typically look for in a deal really depends on the strategy, but many aim to achieve at least 5% as an average throughout the lifetime of the deal, at least in the multifamily space. Meaning if you buy into a heavy value add deal, you may get zero or 1% that first year as you rehab and stabilize the property. Then you may push up rent, start to see four, five, 6%. And that typically grows for an average of 5% across the entire five years of the property. Now, some deals like in the development space may not have any cash flow. They might literally show zero because there's, there's no tenants there to pay you rents but they'll have higher non-cash return metrics that we'll dive into here in a bit. The second metric is your average annual return. So if you put in that same $100,000 into a real estate deal and it takes five years to take that deal full cycle and you receive $200,000 in total cash by the time that deal is sold, you receive an average annual return of 20%, doubling your money in five years. Average annual return is a mix of all the cash you receive. Most of this return tends to come at the end of the transaction when you sell the deal, or sometimes people will refinance the deal and you'll get a bigger chunk there as well. But if you put in $100,000 and get $200,000 over the next five years, that means you had $100,000 in profit. That profit could be broken down as $20,000 in cash flow through rents, again, throughout that five years, then $80,000 at the sale of the deal. Meaning your average return typically does not come in equal amounts throughout the year, unless you're really holding it for a very, very long time, then most of your returns coming from cash flow. A big chunk of that return is typically coming at the sale or refinance of a property. I'd say most investors at a minimum look for about a 15% average annual return unless something has a very long-term hold, um, but typically in that five, even 10-year space, 15% would be at least what people are looking for. Now, the third most common metric is equity multiple. Now, equity is a fancy word for cash. If you put in $100,000 into a real estate deal, you've put in $100,000 of equity. Now, equity multiple projects how much you'll multiply that investment, again, over the life of the deal. In this same example where you put in $100,000 and get $200,000 from start to finish of the deal, your equity multiple is 2.0. When looking at equity multiple, it's important to understand that it does not take into account the timing of a deal. A deal that has an equity multiple of 2.0 over a five-year period 
is providing way more return than a deal that has a 2.0 equity multiple over a 10-year period. Both of those deals will double your investment, but one does it in half the time, so your return per year is significantly higher in that deal. And again, equity multiple is a little bit tricky. You're gonna look for close to 2% at least in most of these deals. Again, unless it's a very long-term hold and you don't have that big sale or refinance coming in around that five-year mark. But this brings us to our fourth most common metric to look at, which is internal rate of return or IRR. Now IRR is a complex formula that most people will need a computer to calculate for them. That's because IRR adds the time value of money into the equation. Since money today is more valuable than money tomorrow, it weighs on that timing of when you get your returns and how much of those returns are delivered to you sooner. So let's say you have two deals and both are five-year deals and both project to return your $100,000 investment into $200,000 meaning both have a 20% average annual return and a 2.0 equity multiple. But the first deal is a development deal, which means it will take you the entire five years to construct. And then at the end of that five years, you'll get all your $200,000 all at once. But you had no cash flow throughout the deal because there were nothing to cash flow. There's no tenants in a development deal. But the second deal does have cash flow and it's returning some of that $100,000 in profit to you throughout the five years that you're holding the deal. Now your IRR will show that second deal as being more valuable because as an investor, you're getting some of that cash in years one, two, three, four, and then at five as well, as opposed to having to wait the entire five years to see any cash come back. Since inflation makes cash less valuable in the future, and cash now can be reinvested, IRR favors the deal that gives you cash more quickly. And again, when people are looking at IRR, I'd say 15%, again, is pretty average, um, or at least the lower end of what you're looking for. Again, maybe in a very long-term hold, you don't care that much about IRR, you're looking more at the cash flow, but 15% is generally what you'll see at least in a lot of syndications or funds. Now, when evaluating deals, you have to understand what your individual goals are. Now, some people lean entirely on cash flow and cash returns, and that's really what they want. Others want to build massive wealth through high IRR and equity multiple deals. Finding your investment strategy is the first step to determining which metric you place the most weight on.